at least survival cooking skills. It's gonna cook me a possum. <laughs> a possum's grass. So we need to find something to cook in the wee hours of the morning. What I'm time? What, with animals. <laughs> what time? I have, what, I have <laughs> what time is it there? What time are you all waking up? Like middle 30? of the night. Yeah, that's, that's probably about right. Six in the morning. Okay, Brev definitely yeah. sleeps in late, so that's okay. Okay, so I go to the kitchen. So, I guess are we? We're in the instant regret, right? Yes. Yes. So we do. How much ownership do we have over this at this point, or do we have to like? Well, you definitely food? have no ownership. Okay. Barack, I think, has no ownership. Currently, the living owner of the Final Gret is Solaire. Okay. I do have intimidation, though, so... <laughs> that is... Give me that is. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> hmm. So, having traveled with Brev longer than I have, do you happen to know any of her food preferences? She likes pumpkin mead. Curtis has been in the same spot, seemingly just washing one pan all night. He hasn't slept a wink. Good morning, Curtis. Good morning. Mm, who... morning. You look different now. Never mind, just continue. <laughs> you look the same. <laughs> thank you. I don't know what that means, but thank you. I'm just trying out new ways to greet people, so don't don't take any of that personally. On a scale of oh. three to eighteen, how would you rate that greeting? Seven, maybe ten. I don't like the number seven. You got to do better than that. Okay. Ten. Well, well what can I do for you, lovely gents? So you said that uh, Brev likes pumpkin mead. It's her favorite. Every blue tiefling loves pumpkin mead. How many blue tiefling do you happen to know? Currently? Alive still? In general, actually. I'll take any. None. None. Cool. So, Brev's more cool. of a, like, a, a, bur a half burgundy. What? A half burgundy. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna have to call you on something here. You said that we wanted to make pumpkin mead because blue tieflings like it, but then you're saying that the person that we're talking about is not actually a blue tiefling. Hey, you know what? I need you to see my back right here. He turns around, there's tiny little hands wiggling. I need you to step off of it. I reach out and shake hands with one of them. It extends and pats you on the forehead. The hand doesn't de-extend. Okay, so yeah, he's like, well, I got some, I got some gourds. They're pretty much like pumpkins. I don't know what kind of gourds they are. We'll take it. Uh... Okay, he gives you, he gives you a gourd. It's definitely a tomato. <laughs> That's not very gorgeous. It's. He points to a sign and says, "It says no puns." That's the one rule of the instant regret, sir. Abide by it or get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> instant regret is a pun. Whatever. Um, I 
think we'll be better off finding food elsewhere at bringing it back. Should we hunt for animals? Sure. Sure. Probably. There's a there's a there's big a, old a... uh goose outside you could hunt. Easy game. I think there's other people that might not appreciate that if we did that. Yeah, probably best not to touch yeah. the goose. Probably find the kind that not I mean, movie. that is kind of a Barack moment, though. <laughs> Solaire wouldn't Kill be happy about that, but Kill that, was, that was not him speaking in character. <laughs> me. Yeah, like, man, there's this big old goose out here. You know, we've been eating gourds for days, and, and we could... Do I, do I know the goose by any chance? I think you were with him when he found him. You, you at least know enough that Solaire seems to have compassion for this goose. Okay. <laughs> normally, no, no, normally, no. Barack would want the goose, but yeah. At the same time, I'd like, I'd like to keep my friendship with Solaire intact. He could, he could <laughs> totally whoop you, so I would definitely not yeah. let that happen. Yeah, I'm good. I'd rather not have a PvP <laughs> session. <laughs> okay, okay, so do you go out and forage for game? So we would like to go yeah. and forage for game and other. Edible matter. Okay, so you're all gonna be going through the city. Uh, both just what's your both your passive perception? I have a nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. That's a fourteen. Fourteen uh, for me. So, uh, Barack, you notice most of these things is not as uh, much detail as Kiki does. He sees like the pores and people as he walks through. Um, as you walk through the city, um, you personally don't have a lot of familiarity with this, but you seem that you notice two groups of paladins in the city. You notice that there's one with that, the white uh, claw mark on their armor and on the right side of the city and the kind of the where the path is going is kind of like a winding, winding path. You notice on the other side of the city, you notice uh, other scale guards that don't seem to have a strong white mark about them and they kind of just present themselves differently. Um, you hear kind of low people, uh, low whispers of like a strained relationship between the two. Um, you pass by various shops, uh, black, uh, there's a blacksmith and a uh, medicine hut, but for the most part, it's still really early in the morning. So there's not a lot of people up. Um, what way are you, are you hunting or going to go I hunt? Think I think we're looking to like go into the wilderness and like find our own. Yeah. Okay. North, east, east, south or, or west. I would guess we'd probably go out the same way we came in. Oh, look, a map. Okay, so we were there. Which way did we come in here? Uh, you went southward where Val Sanctus is labeled at right there. Okay, so we came in through there up to... So we came in from the south? Uh, yes. Yeah. I would guess we'd... I would say we go back to the south, out to a place we i mean we know there's kind of a woods wilderness area there okay it's a place we've been before the other party members were attacked for not taking their armor off there but both of us were technically safe that's true so mm-hmm. as long as long uh, as your weapons are drawn not drawn and your armor's yeah. off you should be good um okay so you all are going to do that i'm going to say everyone's going to wake up relatively soon after you all leave except brev she wakes up rest <laughs> Okay. So should we do like a nature check or something to see what we find? Uh, we'll come back to you in just a moment. I, uh, we'll see what everyone else is doing. Uh, who's up next? I'm canonically asleep. 
I mean, yeah, unless you want to wake up, but yeah. <laughs> you wake up, I hear the sound of someone preparing breakfast in the woods. <laughs> I, I hear the sound of a really potentially bad breakfast coming up. <laughs> <laughs> you just close your eyes, not, not wanting to deal with it this early in the morning. Um, okay. Um, I spend like the first hour putting my armor on again. Okay. okay. What and armor I'm not is that? Than mornings, so. <laughs> and what armor is, is <laughs> I that's, take a very long time. That's your skill guard armor. Is that correct? Um, whatever I was. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, that item. Okay, sounds good. And so you're getting getting ready for the morning, putting your doffing, donning your I'm armor. I'm still attuned to that, right? Uh, yeah. Even if you take it off, it's still attuned to you, so you don't need okay. to to re reattune. Um. Yeah, so this town's the place is starting to wake up. People are kind of starting to bustling around. You're kind of in like the, I guess, for lack of a better word, it's kind of the ramshackle market area. You can trade for necessary goods to survive or get some information in your immediate area. Um, not too far away from you, if you look at the map, there's a kind of a big building, and it seems like, uh, and there's a sign on the wall like meeting later today, but it doesn't seem like the meeting's happening as of yet. Cool. Um, I rolled a five for whether or not I recognize that anything other than my normal self had changed, and so I don't notice. Okay, so you still don't notice. It's too early in the morning. You have sleep in your eyes. Yeah. Uh, Curtis is like, well, kind of sits down in the chair and he says, <laughs> he just stares. He <laughs> he's trying to think of a good res a good uh, way to greet you, but he's just. Brev walks down the stairs at that point. As, as part of this, I do put my mask back on. Okay. As staying disguised. So, how would you rate my greeting on a scale of uh, uh, 6 to 33? Well, it's not exactly enthusiastic. Um, well, it's very enthusiastic. I just don't know what to say. I'll give it a 20. He starts sobbing a little bit he gives you a, a jar of pumpkin meat and he says here <laughs> made with Thank the you. freshest of gourds wait give the recipe for pumpkin meat out only apple meat I was something Brev made pumpkin meat no. he's not making pumpkin meat he just heard you talking about it it's more tomato juice at this point than anything <laughs> okay I made that. Okay, so I walk up. I'm kind of tired of snuggle. Like, morning, snuggle. Have you and called your like, daddy today? Is what he says to you. What does he say? Have you called your daddy today? Um. Uh, anywho. Twenty to to the letter Z. How was that? I'd give it a negative eight. That's not exactly. She yawns again. How I want to be greeted in the morning. Okay. Um. So, Nargle, how are you doing? He's doing good. Uh. <laughs> I am. I'm eating this pumpkin meat. Yeah, it's delicious. I made it myself with love. It looks suspiciously red. The best pumpkins are. It must be a different vintage. Yeah. That's why you have to eat it and not drink it. You should really call. To make 
You should really call your daddy today. <laughs> okay, yes. This has been a cool conversation. Well, Brev starts heading towards the exit door. He doesn't stop like... you. Oh yeah, I know. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to him about my daddy issues. Go. Well, he doesn't know. He just. He's just trying out different conversations. Uh, have fun milking cows if that's what you're doing today. Okay, I just wait outside the door for Nargle or Solaire to come out. Robert the Goose hisses at you as soon as you walk out. I hiss back. Do an animal handling. <laughs> this is more an intimidation than animal handling, I would say. Okay, you can choose an intimidation. That's a 19 plus 8. 27. Uh, Point of order is, are, are they within 10 feet of me? Yes, I guess the door, roughly. Things within 10 feet of me cannot be intimidated. <laughs> okay, she's not intimidated. Hey. No, not wait, no, that's, fri that's frightened, sorry. Okay, so the goose still is like... He's not frightened, but he's intimidated. He's not even intimidated, he's just kind of like... I a 27. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. You almost scared him. DC okay. of 30. Um, okay. So you're just going to stand outside with a slightly cantankerous goose. He's not going to yeah. nipple at your toes anymore, though. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to wait for Nargle to get out. I don't want to deal with the, um, <laughs> Curtis this morning. Okay. I, w I walk out and... Uh... I say, uh, I heard noises from, uh, Robert I never heard before. What's going on out here? Oh, is he outside the, the area? Yeah, he's, like, chained up to the little post or whatever. Okay. Hey, hey, Soler, how you doing? Um, your goose hissed at me, so I hissed back. <laughs> I... <sighs> I mean, I didn't touch him, don't worry. I wouldn't, I would... I know how much this goose means to you, but I just got through talking with Curtis. I'm not really in the mood for a hissing goose. He's waking up in a mood today. I can already tell. Like. I am. Yeah. Okay. I understand as my, as I talk through my walkie-talkie of a sword. <laughs> Very tenny. Okay, I still don't know. So, okay, I need a question for visual. So, is your sword just always out? Like, is your husk of a person always holding the sword. His husk as a person is kind of almost brain dead at this point because there's no soul in him. So it's kind of slumped yeah. over and drooling a little bit. <laughs> I mean, let's just say within like a few inches of me like it can attach to me psychically or whatever. So that way I can like actually sheath my sword without falling. Oh away. yeah, yeah, no, you're still you can as long as it's on your person, you're good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, because I thought you just had a sword pointed forward at all times. You know? I tried <laughs> to be a little confused about that. Ugh. Okay. So it's nice to have a break from the constant end of the world, cracking at the seams, finding the pan, ending drying. The world um, starts cracking at the seams. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I was thinking of heading to town, maybe getting some supplies, maybe making a game plan. And then like she looks up and like, where's 
the, the turtle boy. Let's cut back to the to 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 them. See what they're up to. Um, okay, so you're you're walking back to where you came. You're out in the woods, and let's see here. Um, what do you? What's your what's your game plan? What are you looking for? What game are you hunting? Um, let's see. I guess first it'd be kind of looking around to see what kind of game we have in this area. It's probably not one either of us are particularly familiar with. Mm -hmm. Probably something fuzzy that lives up here. Give me a uh, nature check, and I'll, I'll tell you tell you what's in this area. That will be an eleven. Eleven. Um. You're, I mean, this is the far north. You as a, a turtle have not definitely journeyed up here that much. Um, but, I mean, you have your usual game of deer and... Um, hey, bro, it's snow. They're reindeer. <laughs> reindeer. Maybe an elk. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, caribou, um, if you're lucky. There's also probably some uh, legend tales of... Maybe a mammoth or two if you're really lucky. Or unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, it's just kind of your typical tundra forest game. That, that's all you'll learn with an 11. Yeah, that's fair. Um, could I do some survival to try to track one of those things? Um. Yeah, I'll let you do that. And also, with your passive perception, you do see the axe on the ground that Solaire took out of his shield and left behind. It's still, it's covered with a thin layer of snow, but you're still able to see the handle kind of sticking out from the ground. Okay. Um, I rolled a 27. Okay, so... Um, it looks like there's uh, the footprints of uh, some small animal that went off into the thick Thicket of the woods over there. Woods over there. I guess we follow. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's let's get get nice about snow. What was that? That's the nice thing about snow. Yeah. It makes it easy to track. It does. So you kind of go into the thicket, um, and I'll have you both give me a, a perception check real fast. That's a twenty-one for me. He beat me, but uh, ooh, ooh, upper teens, uh, seventeen. Seventeen. So actually, Barak hears a noise of what sounds like a uh, a big boar being like uh, screaming and running around. Let's get it. Let's kill it. Okay. So yeah, it's coming up. It seems to be coming about forty feet north north of you be kind of in a, like a thicker part of the woods i guess we're following that trail let's like. let's uh, let's head north let's get some bacon okay <laughs> bring the, bring the bacon home okay um, bring it home the bacon <clears throat> so that is what i'm tracking with that 27 to track Okay, so yeah, you're 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 easy. I mean, you're you know right where this thing is. You can just kind of being around trees definitely kind of makes you feel more uh, more at ease than open snow. Um, and so you're kind of going through, 
and you see uh, a, a, not a baby but definitely like a young a young boar kind of tied up uh, caught up in a little snare trap almost uh, hanging from the tree its foot's kind of dangling around kind of want to cut the cut it down <laughs> we will eat it save it so, we'll save it and then eat it but it will be easier to eat if we end its pain before letting it down so as you kind of approach it you hear a voice almost without detection uh actually uh what's your passive perception again 19. Okay, let's see what they're... Actually, you're not able to notice. So, uh, you hear a voice uh, just kind of come behind me, behind you and kind of tap you on the shoulder. Kigi, and says, don't touch it. You look around and you see the the, the masked figure, the masked figure that was uh, uh, attacking you before. Or attacking the other paladins before. I hail them. Hello. Thanks for the heads up. What's uh? She kind of points and kind of goes points to like a thick, thick uh part of of the, the bushes there. And she says, "Just wait, you'll see." So the 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 pig kind of is screaming still, and you kind of hear like uh, the earth kind of. Not tremble, but there's something big coming. So that's the game. That's what we're getting. And let's see. I'm sorry, I'm just pulling up what it is. It is a creature that is emerging. <laughs> is it a mammoth? It's actually not it's a mammoth. So Kiki, you were wrong in hearing that there were their mam is up here. Uh, it, 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 it looked... It, imagine if a mammoth was a giant reptilian creature. Imagine. So uh, it's not an official monster that exists, but it's a big reptilian creature has big tusks and kind of spines along its back and kind of like... Think of like a dinosaur mammoth is the best way to describe it. I'll, I'll sketch a picture later for you, Katura, so you can imagine it. But essentially it has big... Big scaly legs and a big jaw. It's almost whole of its body. It looks uh, slightly kind of draconic in nature as well. Uh, with no wings, it's very stout. Um, and so it, it kind of comes up there and it kind of sniffs at the pig and just and just kind of snaps it. And she kind of snaps her fingers. And then kind of uh, a good ten of these, uh, these other uh, uh, dragonborns that you've seen before kind of descent and they kind of throw nets on it and kind of bring it down to the ground in just a quick instant um and and she's like there we go and it kind of it's almost constrained and then it kind of breaks out and like the five dragonborn that were holding it down it kind of breaks out and it kind of starts rampaging around and uh, we're going to have you all roll for initiative. We're going to see what's happened there. And then we'll cut back to the party back in town. They rolled a 19. Fred just comes running over the peak. Just 
Another four. Okay. Uh, that's so, six for me. Six. Oh, okay. With initiative, too. With, with, I mean, with advantage. With advantage? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Um, okay. And what's the rest of the party in town doing? I think it's currently about eight. Let's just say it's eight o'clock. Okay. Okay. Um, I was going to go get supplies. I, I turned to Solaire and I'm like, I feel like the rest of the party is getting up to something, but the big <laughs> fighters are all right here. Nope. Nah, they're probably fine. Yeah. What could they possibly be doing this early in the morning? <laughs> then, okay. Like, about this silly <laughs> well, it's been a bit since we've recouped on like supplies and healing potions, so we can go pick some of those up. And the beast is called a trailer, so. Um, okay, so you go go look for supplies. What are you all looking for in particularly? Um, I don't know. Maybe some just like health potions or something. Those it's are gonna be hard. Good. Those are gonna be hard to come by. It's more. I mean, you don't know what you'll find. It's a it's a hodgepodge. There might be someone who had a had a shop and brought all their wares here. You know, you. So it's honestly kind of a. It's a, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just a bunch of random old dilapidated buildings and shacks just all kind of set up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, looking for health potions. Give me a, give me a perception check. Uh, seven. Seven. Yeah, you don't find a shop that, that sells health potions. You do sell a shop that sells nothing but rope. How much is the rope? Uh, yeah, the there's kind of like a uh, a lizard folk that kind of walks out, and you will like my rope. It's like she grabs the rope and just kind of stretches it. Um, it's mean, very it's, taut. It's, it's it's solid rope, good good twine. Um, how how much you want for it? I have not had the carcass of meat for some time. Do you have? Any? Well, uh, not on me, but I got so I look at my compatriots. See, like I'm like, you guys got any meat? Um, hey. and like I gave them a meat look, a questioning meat look. <laughs> and see if they have Seeing as how they don't, I'm like, no. What else would well, you like for it? Any magic items of note? Oh gosh, it's been a while since. Um, no, not for rope. Um, I'm sorry, it's all yeah. I have. There's nothing else here, but it. <laughs> I mean, it's good rope, but it's the finest it's in this really... land. No, I I do not doubt that, but again. It is. Do you rope. have any magical items? Yeah. I have magic rope. What's so magical about this rope? It doesn't break. I have rope that glows. I have rope. I have, uh, let's see here, a grappling hook rope. But there's no grappling hook. 
No, but it's great for attaching a grappling hook too. Uh, okay. Well, I've got some rope already, so I'm I'm gonna have to pass. I have oh, a, I... I have rope that if you bind someone in it, they will tell you the truth. Huh. Uh, how much would you want for that rope? I mean, perhaps some venison. Uh, what about just meat? Because I'd like I'd probably find you some meat. Depends on the quality, the length of the rope, but yes, if you could find some. I've been busy running nothing but rope, and I have not had time to hunt in the wilderness. Uh, rope on hold for me, and I'll go find you some meat. Uh, yeah. I guess. There's a lot of people that are interested in my rope, so maybe. I look around at the entirely <laughs> empty rope shack. No, no, um... it's, it's filled to the brim with with rope lovers. <laughs> no, it's empty. <laughs> I'm like, bro, my brother. No. Um, okay. Oh, I did have a question. Me and my um, refugee compatriots were uh, wondering about that meeting going on later on. And I was wondering if you knew anything about that. Oh, yes. That's when all the, the leaders of the various sects and groups that are here are going to come together, convene about a plan, about a future. Decide what we're doing How next. Around noon. Okay, got it. Alright, well then, I guess I'll see you when I see you. And she does like, just kind of starts backing up and like finger guns. And like, Nargle, Solaire, you guys want any, you want anything here? They got mostly rope. Actually, exclusively rope. But Nothing you want but. I pull out a sandwich with a single piece of bologna in the sandwich. And I say, how much of that truth rope can I get with this? 10 feet. Okay. I'll take that. He cuts you 10 feet of truth rope. Essentially, when someone's bound by that, uh, once per day, you can, it can be used as like a zone of truth spell. This is mechanically how it would work. You just wanted baloney? I mean, he got 10 feet. It's not a lot. That's a lot. Unless we're fighting, like, storm giants. But that's a pretty decent amount of rope. I should don't know why I'm complaining. Yeah, you got the rope. Fine, you get one inch of rope. <laughs> you can tie a bug down and learn all their dirty secrets. <laughs> Dirty bug okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Cast enlarge on it. Hmm. Okay, okay. There's actually well, a spell that is just designed to make bugs big. It's called just giant insects. Really? It's like an official spell. No, I believe you. I just don't know how beneficial that is to us. Nathan got attacked by giant insects one time. Okay, that, that raises the argument of their... He befriended a... Or, or no, wait, he, he wasn't attacked. He had Eliana summon giant insects for him. Back when she actually had her spell book and new spells. And then get nerfed because she died. Oh yeah, where, where's Eliana in all this? <laughs> uh, that's entirely up to you. She can stay did home. She with, did she go with Kiki in front? The she, Kiki she did not. 
You did not. No. <laughs> I don't know if I trust Curtis there with her. Okay, so you just kind of like she kind of wakes up and I guess sees you all out and she kind of just awkwardly sidesteps past Curtis. Curtis makes her a little uncomfortable, mainly because she grew up in royalty and Curtis is it's not even like a, a haughtiness. It's just they didn't have Curtis's at the palace. She's not used to that kind of kind of person. We hired them like every other day, so. <laughs> uh, she's like, oh, well, I think I'll join join you, good folks. Where'd your um, turtle friend and brat go? I'm sure nowhere too dangerous. Uh, okay, so we're going to cut back and... Uh, so the trailer is is kind of knocking everyone off, uh, and it is going to. You're all about twenty feet away from it. It's going to kind of just kind of charge straight towards, uh, just away. And yeah, so it's just kind of running through the forest. It's going to like run past you. It's not necessarily attacking you. It's trying to get more away. Um, and so, uh, make deck saves real fast. That's a 12. 12 here as well. 12 here as well. Let's see here. You needed more than a 15. So that is, you're both knocked back and kind of flown back. Uh, you fall prone and uh, you take 2d8 points of bludgeoning damage. Which is, if I had my dice out, you both take nine points of damage. Uh, the, the other, the one that was talking to you, uh, she has rolled a nat 20 and is good. So she jumps out of the way up into like a tree and he kind of runs and hits like a big stone. It's like a little stun, but it kind of like, it gets, just makes it angry. It kind of like pauses ground. It's going to try to kind of just run back. She says, don't kill it, but let's capture it. It's always a little bit more fun when they put up a fight. How far away is it now? Um, let's say it's 20 feet past you now, and okay. I, I won't, I'll just, you just go and then she'll go, we won't do like proper initiatives, you can both go at the same time, just make it go by a little faster. Okay, I have a way to restrain it, so okay. I guess I would like to call out to the base and like, hey, mind if we help? Let's see what you're made of. Am I able to cast wall prone? Yeah. Just like reach out. As long as your hands are free, you should be able to. Yeah. Alright. Um, so I think what I'm gonna do is Wrath of Nature. I scroll down and find it. Um, okay. Okay, so I cast it. It's a 60-foot cube centered on a point that I'll go kind of mainly next to him, but maybe like a little bit towards where he's going. Okay. Instead of, you know, so like maybe put him like 
So there's like, you know, 20 feet on this side, 40 feet on that side. So it's kind of centered on him, but more towards where he's going in case he tries to get away. Um, and then I can do, um, so he can, I can choose one creature that has to make a strength save or become restrained by uh, roots and vines. There are roots here because we're in a forest. Um, so that'd be a strength save from that. I'm guessing he's decently good at, but. Okay. Uh, so that's strength save? Yes. Uh, let's see. What is the, uh, the save? Uh, it'd be against my spell save, so that's 17. Oh, uh, they roll 16. Okay. Uh, that's a different thing. Oh. It has, like, 20 Got things it. that happen in here. Uh, so, so he failed the save, so what happens? By one. Alright, so he is now restrained by the roots and vines. Um... And so we're wanting it alive, so I can hit it with a rock, too, as a bonus action. Okay. Um, I guess I'll do that. So, yeah, I'll do a ranged spell attack with just take one of the rocks and it just flies at him, basically. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to have him make a constitution check just to see if it kind of knocks him out. Uh, okay. I do have to hit with that. So yeah, so so uh, you can still hit him and do damage if you like. But okay. Should I roll the hit? Uh, yes. You need higher than a 15. Alright, well, I rolled a 17 and my spell plus attack is 11. So okay, so you're good. That'll do. Um, so that's 3d8 bludgeoning. Okay. Bludgeoning damage. How much bludgeoning damage? Eleven. Eleven. Okay. And what does it take to break out of the the vines? Let's see. Okay. Activating choose a strength creature until the spell ends. Strength creature. They can use their action to make a strength check against my save. So basically, they can retry. Okay. Uh, Alex, what are you doing now? I was going to use my intimidating intimidating presence to frighten oh, okay. the creature. Okay. Uh, what does that do? Um, <laughs> you can frighten a creature that you can see within 30 feet. If it can see and hear you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be frightened until the next end of my next turn. Okay. Let's... It's already trying to run away, though, isn't it? Oh, no. It's definitely not running away now. Well, DC, yeah. DC 13 is the uh, wisdom saving throw. Uh, wisdom saving? He rolled a 10. You are all lucky. I can't roll. Um, okay, so yeah, he is... You're, you're like, you kind of, I imagine, you like run up to him and like yell at him. And he's kind of, he's kind of like, he's kind of like appreciating this, uh, this showcase of, uh, you know, uh, bravado. You know, it respects that. Um, okay. And, and now the Dragonborn, they're going to kind of come up and they're going to, um, the one, the ones that were like tying it down, they're all kind of still getting up, but the leader, uh, she's going to come up and she's going to kind of, she has like a staff. She's going to kind of go up, like launch off of it and try to just strike the, the beast on the, uh, straight in the head. Let's see what she does. She rolls really good. Uh, so let's see. So she kind of strikes it clear on the head and let's see. 
Uh, it is a little dazed by this attack. It is definitely uh, taking it back, and it's definitely rolling with disadvantage, and one more probably good strike to the head would probably go unconscious. Unfortunately, it is its turn now, and it opens its massive jaw, and, I'm, and it kind of stares angrily at, at you, Kiki, and I'm going to need you to make a, a deck save real fast. And Brock, uh, it's intimidated of you, so you can just kind of like jump out of the way real fast. I'll, I'll give you that. But it's I jump out of the way. Yeah. Thirteen. That is not enough. You're gonna take a giant beam of energy comes out of it, and it just, poof, just like blows you right right off right now. And you're gonna take uh sixty. Uh, it is electric damage. Okay. Well, it's 68 of electric and 2d8 uh, of force. Okay. That's the wrong button. I think I would like to use my reaction to absorb elements on that. Okay. <laughs> uh, which does work for lightning damage. So, 12, 14, 16, 18, 19, plus... 27 points, uh, so 19 points of electric and 8 points of, uh, of force. Okay, and then for, because I'm resistant to lightning now because of my reaction, do we round up or down? So uh, you can, can round, round down. down. Okay. Alright. There's just like a there's like a half an inch foot trench in. I kind of caught it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like uh <laughs> like uh the emperor in Avatar. Like I'm doing the kung fu panda thing. <laughs> and attack on my next attack. Do an arcana. If you roll a 17 or higher, you can do something cool. Okay. Um. Let me find my skill. Uh, that'll be a 19. Okay, so you're able to Kung Fu Panda and just kind of blast it back. And, um, yeah, it's kind of almost stunned by the uh, the amount of damage. It kind of slumps to the ground. It's kind of still trying to wriggle out and give up a fight, but it's very just kind of slumped over and very, very defeated. Just emotional. He just had a bad day. Yeah, he just wanted pig meat. Relatable. Mm-hmm. So did we. I like fish meat better than pig. Breath. I guess I need to figure out what Brev likes before. <laughs> um. Okay. And Barack, what are you doing? Just do something. Uh, I'm also I'm entering rage. Okay. I don't know if I. I should have done that before, but. Okay. Do it now. And uh. Pretty close to gone, isn't it? Yeah, it just needs one good, good solid strike, and it's it's down. I'll just I'll just hit him with my fist. Okay, just punch it in the head. Uh, just yeah. do do a just do a strength attack. Strength check or just uh, regular it, attack? I, I guess it would be a strength check. Technically, it just roll, uh, roll an unarmed attack with your your proficiency and your modifier. Uh, that's a fifteen to hit. Fifteen to hit. That does hit. So you just barely bop it on the head, and it just goes down. And uh, 
the leader turns... Can I uh, use animal handling to try to um, grab it by my I, hands? I mean, like... it's pretty big. It's about the size of a mammoth, so... Oh. I mean... I could still try with my strength. I mean, what are you trying to do? Like lift it up or grab it by grab it by the the tail and just walk off? I don't think you could drag this entire creature. Um, no. Uh, no. I mean, you could try. <laughs> I mean, you can't drag the entire creature off. No. What's his weight versus his drag capacity based on? <laughs> I mean, there's several tons. I would say it's about eight tons. Oh, oh. <laughs> I have to be pretty strong for that then. Yeah, given my poor understanding of how weight and size works, yeah, you couldn't do it. Um, you you were able to like lift it up just slightly off the ground. Give me well, give me a strength check first, and we'll see. Just just as a flex, just to see if you bench pressed beast. A fourteen. Mm, you're able to Not lift like good. one of its heavy, uh, heavy tusk off. You're able to break off a little chip of it, and. Uh, the leader turns to you and she said, she kind of reaches into her bag real fast and she kind of gives you a parcel of what looks like, uh, of dried venison. And there's also some tubers and some, uh, uh, what looks like, uh, just some vegetables in there. She says, thank you for your help. Also, just as a pleasure. Back a creature would need 1,066 strength stat to drag or push alone. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, yeah, no, I don't think you have that, Barack. Uh, wow. No. Uh, uh, and kind of... Uh, yeah, and then you kind of look down, and you look around, and uh, they seem to be kind of just, like, having, like, uh, logs are rolling the creature on. A way up, kind of further into the forest. Alright, so we have venison, Kiki. We do. Now I have a, a dilemma of whether I want to continue to uh, make friends here or go back home and make friends. Uh, well, we're going to go back there while you're deciding your dilemma. So yes. let's see what's going on. Back in, back in rope world. Uh... <laughs> Um, uh, okay, so what, what's up, so y'all got some, some rope, um, and you're walking on, uh, you're kind of going through, and as you're kind of going past a building, you see, like, an old woman kind of come out, and you see what looks like a little halfling burst out with, looks like a, a bag, a, he's like a little burglar with a bag full of, of rolls, and she's like, please stop him! I say halt, like a he throws... daggerful NPC. <laughs> he throws. Do I, a do roll I still have the face. rope in my hand? Uh, yeah, I yeah. assume so. Can I like quickly tie it into a lasso and then just like try to lasso him? Um. Uh, okay, so that's going to be two skill checks right there. That would be. What would that be? Would that... Uh, I would say lasso is. An intelligence check? Like, you can either choose to use intelligence or sleight of hand. Are you sure it's not a performance check? No, that, that, I don't know. It's a weird check. Just do a... I will go, I will go with sleight of hand. 
A slide hand, okay. Okay, that's a 19. <laughs> Dang you, Al. <laughs> Andrew. Okay. I did not test any of these dice today. I know. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, it is the most beautiful lasso you've almost ever seen. And uh, so, yeah, the lasso is going to hold. It's it's. You have 10 feet. He's about 10 feet away from you now. So, like, it's a pretty accurate shot you're going to have to throw with this lasso now. Um, and uh, so that's going to be just a... You can use a performance check on that if you like. Um, let's see. Okay. Wait, okay. Doing that? I'm petting Smidge. He's on my shoulder. He is. He, he growls. That attentively. is a... 14 for performance. Okay, let's see here. Nope. Yeah, you, you got him. You got him good. <laughs> uh, 14's a little bit higher than a 3. I need a better dice, man. <sighs> oh, that's good. This is a different one for NPCs, though. Yeah. I just need a, a better dice. I'm running high today. Uh, you're, you're never not. Um, <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so he's kind of effectively lassoed incredibly I guess I take the the rolls from him and hand it back to the woman thank you so much she, she gives you each a, a roll as as gratitude like are they rolls as in like rolls or rolls, rolls in, like, bread okay yeah she says thank you so much you can always are get discounts Yes, they're Hawaiian. Yeah. Another Hawaiian style roll. <laughs> I give I I give Solaire my Hawaiian roll. Brev is not a fan. Are you not a fan of anything today? You woke up in a mood. <laughs> no, I like I think it's Katura, the player, really doesn't like Hawaiian. Oh, okay. You're just like, ugh, bread. <laughs> you know what? I feed it I feed it to Smidge. I rip it in half and give him some nibbles. He stares at it and it just turns to rock and he just eats it then. Does he eat rocks? He's a basilisk, yeah. That's why he, that's, that's why they petrify things, because they eat the they can only eat petrified material. Oh. Cool. So two options. You can either have Hawaiian roll or Popeye's biscuit. <laughs> with no water. I'll give you inspiration for that, Nathan. That was pretty good. <laughs> um meanwhile I asked the the thief, like, why are you stealing this? I'm hungry. And they were just so easy to take. Wow, you're tall. Yeah, I'm like, what right. is life? Hey, you know that mask is weird, right? What mask? Uh, the 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 paper mache crap on your head. That's weird. It's super weird. This is how I've always looked. Well, I There's feel so, I feel sorry for your mother then. Uh, yeah, I just wanted the, this bread to 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 eat. I like bread. Are you feeding anyone else, or is this? No, why would I do that? That's ridiculous. What do you know about what's going on in this town? I mean, there's a there's a. a what, like what? Do you, there's so much I know. I I I'm a little little street urchin. I know a lot of things. What's, think, what? What's your name? Uh, and he tries to uh to lie, but he kind of gets a jolt. My name's Frying. Frying like frying pan. 
Yeah, how'd you know my last name? Okay. Um, I'm, are you uh, are you related to a man named Dupan by any chance? I mean, yeah, you can throw a rock and you're related to a, a pan. There's a lot of pans, but yeah, he's he's like a cousin of mine. Good to know. Okay, okay, giving you props for that, Nathan. I didn't see that connection. Wait, you didn't even see that? <laughs> ah, bro. I totally saw that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going um, to ask if he had a cousin named Nuff. <laughs> okay. Well, props to everyone except to Kermit. Um, Ooh, is on like, level three exhaustion right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I feel like Brev perks up at that. I'm like, when was the last time you saw Japan? Uh, I don't. I don't know why you're asking. Uh, just oh, oh, a couple days ago, I guess. Um, what did he? I, look gi I give Brev a look, and I'm just like, this is probably not the same person. Clear, <laughs> okay. Did Japan look like a halfling when you saw him? Well, yeah, he was all decked out in royal garb. You know, he had the misses around, gave me nothing but the finest of stuff. That's pretty good. Japan's not one to give easily. Um, well, he invited me in, so you know, it was uh, it was uh, it was uh, all right. A hand touches you on the shoulder. Don't worry, citizen. We got this miscreant, and we can take him off to be apprehended by the law. You turn around, and of course, there's a, a skill guard, uh, a schism guard at this point. And there's like four or five of them there, and they kind of scoop up the half lane and kind of walk out. Well, unless I, you try I to get stop. my rope back from him. <laughs> you just kind of, well, you tied it so expertly, you're just able to like sl <laughs> uh, whip it off, and it just comes undone. So, so while he's getting the whip, I take a, like, go up and rub the guy. Uh, the guy's head, um, out of, or what it frying, and I rub his head, but like I take one of his hairs. Okay, you do that, and as soon as you gotta take the hair off him, it kind of just fizzles in your hand and evaporates. I take another one. The guard's like, Stop balding this prisoner. We will take care of him, good citizen. Thank you for your help, but we got it from here. I message Solaire and Nargle, I'm like, You got you want to follow these guys? Wait, do these uh, schism guards not recognize me at all? You're wearing a mask. But I'm also wearing all my armor. Yeah. Um. Let's see what their passive perception is. They do actually not notice you. They're more focused on apprehending. They rolled a six on their perception. So I think you're kind of situated kind of behind them. Or Brev there was some order of placement, so they don't inherently notice you. And I'm like, yeah, I miss him. Like, that's that's incredibly suspicious. I think we should follow these people. Okay, so are you all following stealthily, or it's about? I, let's say it's about nine thirty at this point. Yeah, I, 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 I cast, um, not cast, but I 
use my cowl of invisibility. I activate that. And I'm like, hmm. You guys are wearing heavy armor. Um, but I might need backup. But I can message you if need be. Also, when you're invisible, you notice that there's a giant blue light shooting up out, out of you 50 feet into the air. How, hey, how big is my bag what? of holding? How, how long, how big is my bag of holding? <laughs> Let's see here. Two feet in diameter and four feet deep. And how long did you say it was? Fifty feet. Basically four feet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty generous on my bags of holding, so let's just say it's ten feet in the bag of holding. Okay. You're okay. doing math like an astronomer now. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty, and it's about four. Look at some, some shenanigans real quick. You guys can do something while I'm doing that. Okay, what's Kiki and Barak decided to do? They follow. Uh, yeah, we're gonna follow the. Uh... Okay. By the way, I feed I feed um, Robert the Hawaiian roll that uh, Brev didn't want. Your friendship increases. <laughs> <laughs> Your friendship level has increased. Yes, he is now he's now a good buddy instead of a good friend. So it, it's. <laughs> Um, okay, so, so you are all deciding to follow? Yeah, we, well, we asked, we, we cordially, hey, mind if we, uh, come back with you? Why? Why? Well, you see, at least for me, I kind of feel a little more at home with this kind of people than, uh, those kind of people, pointing kind of to the city direction. I don't know if he would approve, but we'll see. I have admired your help today, and you have shown yourself to be to be capable fighters. Um, you respected our wishes when you came in, although those that were with you did not. How closely yeah. were you associated with them? I met them a few hours ago, I think. I guess yesterday. It's a thing that happened. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with the group. <laughs> so I could give, you, give or take either way. Okay, not for not for Alex, but really, like, what does the group think of Barack? <laughs> I want to know. Like, he's there. He's... <laughs> Is like is it like he's like a lovable scamp or is it like oh Bar Barack no <laughs> like I really want to know. Just... <laughs> Probably uh, the latter. Okay, yeah. I honestly think it's a bit of both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's a bit of both. So yeah, they they kind of yeah they like you Barack. Uh, <laughs> when you're not blowing, when you're not blowing, I like you Barack. You make me you make me laugh. When I... <laughs> Uh, it's it's always good to have someone making the making the bold decisions. Um, <laughs> um, yes, yes, they they love you. Um, we we secretly call him Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, 
okay, yeah, so so you decided to follow. Um, she's like, very well, you could follow. I just... From what we like, saw, you weren't closely associated with them you just met. I do not like when people disobey our laws and saunter about our land without much heedance or clearance to how we feel or how our traditions go. So how long have these lands been yours? How long have you guys been here? Since Avalon was formed. That's a long time. That's a pretty good claim on the land. I guess officially our, our lineage dates back about... You're kind of walking to the forest's point and uh, uh, talking while talking while walking. Um, and at this point, you know, I guess I guess this clan has been here 600 moons. Not 600 moons, 600... Uh, 600 whatever the tribal equivalent of a year would be. <laughs> yeah, 600 winters, that's it. Uh, 600... 23 winters we've been here. I count conspicuously to nine on my hands and then nod. Um, I mean, not ourselves, but the clan, it's, of course. Uh, he's been here that long, though. Um, he, I've, he's been on a couple times. Who yes. He? he is the elder. I am the shaman, but he is the elder. I've been here less time, but I've quickly become acquainted with the ways and customs. I've come from a different world, a different time, but this is where I belong. Well, if the Elder accepts visitors, I would much like to meet someone. We'll see like see what he decides. We could, besides, we could use some help uh, pushing, pushing the beast up the mountain. Yeah, no problem. My friend has totally got that. I got the I got the guns to uh, push it up. He has at least sixteen hundred strength to be able to do so. so. <laughs> he's got like 12, oh. He just pulled up twelve machine guns. <laughs> he's like, take, taste this anachronism. <laughs> um, okay, so you start pushing the beast up the hill, or the turtle somewhat helps a bit. Uh, argument being made that I use shape water on that, the snow to kind of I, I was assuming you would be using some kind of spell to to aid, so um so I use I shape water the snow to kind of push yeah, him along. Yeah. So so you're doing that, you're using spells to to push it along. It's about a couple miles in, so you're gonna be doing this for a while. Um the rest of the party, uh so you're you're trying to trying to tail a schism guard. Yeah. Yeah, like, that, that was weird. There was a lot of weird things about that situation. And in order to find information, you go where it's weird, so... Well, if you want weird That's true. So, yeah. So, you're currently invisible with a beam shooting out of you. What's the rest of uh, the armor-clad guys doing to stealthily sneak about? I think we're following, but like, or at least we we know, understand that sneaking with this crowded place around us is just like the basics of walking through the crowd and being a normal person. So okay, so you're just standing a good distance away. They don't necessarily have a quarrel with you, so they're not actively like looking around for you. So if you're at least being, you know, moderate. I have a question. Yes. I have a question. Okay, 
the mechanics of this beam? Like, is it just a normal light? Just a big, big light, big magic light. Yeah. Well, it's in a, it's in a bag. The bag is shut. Oh yeah, but the light is part of the ethereal plane, so it goes through through any solid matter. That's the, that's the mechanic. It, a bag holding is like on a different, like space and dimensional area so you have two options here mm -hmm. you could you could have the bag burst open from two planes being in the same bag go to the astral plane and have some fun there i had a whole side adventure there i had to cut uh so i'm i'm fully prepared for that the time there would be eight times as long and you can certainly go there and argue this more if you like <laughs> okay you said there's two options just, just accept it and go on. <laughs> dispel magic would be... Dispel curse would be super cool right now. Understudy. <laughs> Glim Glam Jr. pops out from... <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> also, I told Katura this isn't like going to show up in the game, but Glim Glam definitely casts some Simulcrum on himself, so there's like a, a lesser version of him running around somewhere. That's not gonna probably show up in game, but just just so you know, there's a part of him still out there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so you all tell the scale guard, uh, both the armored people, just roll a stealth check. You need higher than a five, just to see if you don't absolutely fail. I think it is at disadvantage because it's heavy armor. I, I, Nathan, did you put your armor back on? You can retroactively say, say yeah, you did if you wanted to. Yeah, okay. I have my new armor I crafted. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Dirty 20s on both rolls. <laughs> I'm taking your dice when I'm there, Andrew. <laughs> Giving you all my dice. Wait, you got two Dirty 20s? Okay, that's pretty good. I rolled two, two, I rolled two 19s. He's infused with the power of a Baylor. Like, I got a 12. 12? Okay, you're higher than a 5, so you're able to, to sneak through the crowd um, unnoticed. Yeah, there's a, a bunch of people wandering around, and they kind of are continuing onward, and um, so this is going to get a little bit more difficult. The crowd kind of, if you look at the map, you kind of follow them uh, through through the marketplace and kind of over there and you come to the bridge and they kind of start going across the bridge to the schism domain over there. Um, but as they kind of are doing that, you notice what looks like just a, the normal scale guard, those allied that allied themselves with Nargle and they kind of look at each other and there's this, you can tell that they aren't fighting anymore, but there's just this tenseness there. There's this strain and like the other kind of group of scale guards, kind of looks at them and kind of looks like they want to like fight them but they kind of stop and just kind of keep on going and pass through their path and hmm. then uh then the skill guard kind of goes across the bridge back to their kind of little encampment area over there okay what about the ones we were following that had frying pan oh no that's the ones that cross the bridge the other skill guards kind of just walk back yeah. to their their sector Okay. Um, I'm I'm guess I'm wondering if it would be wise to like get some along with us, or are we going more stealth with this? 
I think you can't stealth with the light coming out of your pocket, pretty much. <laughs> I think I think this is what I'm gonna do. I'll I'll activate my uh, boots of flying and I'll go up in the air. Okay. So that the beacon's going up. That's smart. Um. So like I'll 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 I'm I got some air on you guys and your your ground pursuit. I'm aerial pursuit. Okay. So yeah, you're invisible flying, kind of going above. And wait, is this place hidden? What place? The place we're at. It's in a big kind of mountainous valley. I wouldn't know if it's hidden or not, but it's. What are the odds of someone seeing this light? Up high? Not very high, honestly. Unless there's someone on the mountainsides looking up over at you. And what are the odds of someone being on this mountainside? I mean, really, so far the only people you've seen out there have been are the people Kiki and uh, uh, Barak are with currently. Okay. But I don't know if there's like a hidden base and lighting a big beacon there would be the wisest move. When you were on top of the cliff, you didn't see any settlements on top of the top of the cliffside, if that's what you're asking. Okay. I just don't want to be the reason this, this refuge place is scattered. <laughs> no, <laughs> it sh should be good. Okay. Yeah, then, then I do that. Yeah, okay. I do that. Okay, so you do that. Uh, yeah, let's just do a a stealth check while you're up there to see if the, the beacon's hidden. I'm going to use Tides of Chaos. You can use advantage just normally just because you're high up. That's a max of a 10. People notice it, but they don't really know what's going on. Some people kind of look up. But the skill guards have a passive perception of 10. They kind of, they, they, they see a big glowing blue light. Just, they don't see the 50 up. They see it more like from below. It just looks like a little glowing light flying above. So, mm -hmm. uh, it looks like. Uh, I, you're kind of high up, so you can't hear what people are saying. But the people down below, they're like, "Are those uh, fairy lights coming in? Perhaps those fairies." And you just people think it's like a fairy or some kind of magical effect of the area, so they don't know it's a a wish stone, per se. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah, I pursue. What are you guys doing? While you're walking through, you see another lizard folk who looks to be the twin brother of Nothing But Rope, and he has a shop called Nothing But Barrels. <laughs> I'm in the air, so it's on me, Solair, and Nargle. Where were the guards headed again? There, I think I on the... Uh, on the map, they're going across that bridge to the, the Schism settlement right there. Uh, do you have World 20 up? Or? Uh, I, I dropped it in, in the uh, or... the chat. Okay. Which chat? <laughs> uh, the gen general, I believe, or the open forum. 
think I just start walking towards the bridge, like as far as I can get without getting too close as to arouse mm-hmm. suspicion. Yeah, no, you're you're walking a good distance behind. You you rolled good in your stealth check. Uh so yeah, you're you're kinda uh, by like that last building by the bridge, kind of on the other side of it. The guards are walking across the bridge currently, dragging a little halfling across. And bro, okay, I, I'm conversing with message. Like they're in range of my message, so I'm conversing back and forth with them. On okay. The IC and the AC. Okay, sounds good. So you're all um, so, aware of. So Brev, is there any chance? Like, what what do we see on the other side of that bridge? Uh, since you're uh, high up, Brev, give me a perception check real fast. Right. I think it's chaos. Um, that's a 14, I believe. Yeah, it's 14. 14. Um, you see what looks like to be a very uh, authoritative figure at the far end by the ice cave. Mm-hmm. Arms crossed, what, stabbing his foot. What, what race is he? Uh, Dragonborn. I mean... What, what color? He is... Whatever color Morkala would be, I think. <laughs> I thought Morkala was like orange. I think, yeah, like he's like a brown dragon or something. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I uh, I relay all that information back to um, Nargol and Solar. Well, it looks like their encampment or whatever is over there. We probably won't be able to catch them without causing a scene. I don't know. I think we could do it. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I kind of look at Nargle because, like, if they, if they see Nargle and like recognize you. Yeah, you got your like your one free pass in your armor. So after that, they will probably probably notice. Yeah. Then it's gonna cause like, like we would get allies, but we would also get enemies, (laughs) and then. Not if Nargle has a disguise, maybe a barrel or a cowl or a blanket he could throw over him or something. Or I mean, I don't know if this is Metal Gear Solid. Already disguised. <laughs> your your armor, your face. I have a mask. Nobody's going to recognize it. Nobody will know. This mask has gotten so much Nobody's mileage. I love know. it. <laughs> Not to say, oh, remember Taylor, Taylor all gave us disguises, but that was your mask. And so you don't have a magical disguise. You just have a mask. But I was going to... Okay. That's, that's... I forgot about that. So we could t- see the barrel guy and see if he has like a metal, like a magic Metal Gear Solid barrel that just like just like walk and then just like appears over you. You just like hunker down under it and then slowly creep our way up yeah. in a magic barrel. I mean, all right, let's, let's make like a that. quick stop at this barrel guy. We got a good deal from his, what looks to be his brother. Um, let's just see what he has real quick and then we can continue following. Hello, welcome to nothing but barrels. Um, what you got? Nothing but barrels. Barrels of laughs or barrels of hiding? What? What are you, what are you talking about? We just got barrels here. Barrels of laughs? 
<laughs> oh, I get that now. I didn't even. Get... Um. Yes. Yes. No. Str- strictly functional barrels. Uh, what's their cost? Ten feet of rope. I have a piece of bread. Filthy bread. Had ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for days. I pull out bread that does not have maggots. <laughs> Three stinking days. Uh, well, that's that's still just bread. I'm a lizard folk. I require a high degree of protein. A wine roll. He starts to just kind of walk back into the shop. Solaire, got anything? I mean, you all have snake Uh, meat. You can also just use the snake meat. Wait, wait. I mean, Solaire has snake meat, right? I mean, it's been a few days. I mean, it's been a few days, hasn't it? No, but you uh, salted it. Remember, so it's it's still. But I feel like we've been eating those like <laughs> the past like two think, days or whatever. Yeah, I guess I assume so. I maybe have I uh just roll. Maybe we have like one. Maybe we have like two or three days of. I think yeah. I, I think you had of five snake jerky. Days. Yeah, roll a d6. I'll tell me how many jerky. how many portions you okay. have. Uh, or d4. I'm sorry. Let's roll a d4. Uh, I got four. Okay, so you have you've been able to conserve your your snake ration. So you have four portions of snake meat. Excellent. Um, I present. So is he leaving because we don't have meat? He's just kind of walk back in, like you don't interest him. Okay, so I like walk in where he's going and then kind of just uh ask him if uh if he's ever tried snake jerky. He kind of looks around and smelling it and he's like visibly like he's trying not to like reveal all his cards that like this is what he wants. He's like uh that that might do. Uh what what do you want for this the the meat? Do you have any barrels of the we have a lot Metal of, Gear we Solid have a, variant? He points you to two very large barrels that actually, when you put them over, they're completely see-through. Perfect for stealth missions, as barrels are wont to do. So, so like, you put the barrel on, they're it's like a one-way mirror kind of gotcha. situation. Yeah, see-through for us, yeah. not for the people outside. Yeah, it's <laughs> like invisible barrels. No one can see barrel. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have the sheer barrels for. Uh, when you want to go? <laughs> Never mind. Just, just get your barrels. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you you start scouting. Follow them as barrels. I need a five-minute break, real fast, and uh, let's let's. Re- Let's reconvene. Okay. <laughs> Can we do a, like, a seven minute break? Okay, I'll, I'll seven minutes. So it's uh, whatever time it is, seven minutes from now, fifty five. Cool. Okay, bye. Uh, so we'll go get some water. 
There's not enough time to eat, so. <laughs> I've got uh, food just... if you want to drive over here. <laughs> uh, it might take a little. Take a little bit longer. Take a bit too long, yeah. I also need to get gas, and gas is very expensive right now. So. Oh my goodness! Like I went to a normal gas station instead of Costco because I was going to get a car wash. One, they didn't have the normal discount. Of you get gas and you usually get like three dollars off a car wash. They did not do that, and gas was like twenty cents more expensive than Costco. That was like, uh, it's like four fifty now, right? It, yeah. Well, I think I've seen like four forty or so. It's bad. Yeah. You either have to pay cash at like an Argo, um, or you go to Costco. Yeah, or you have like Safeway, mm-hmm. if you have a Safeway gas station, which not many people do. That's true. Our our old like landline phone number was our Safeway number. And so whoever has that number now, like we just keep using that number for Safeway. <laughs> so I don't know if anyone else is adding points, but we're still adding points to that number <laughs> and using them. Nice. I totally like knocked over, almost knocked over my laptop in the middle of that earlier. Are you coming up for Austin's wedding? Uh, yeah, I am. Cool, cool. We're going to look nice. Yeah, what do we have to wear? Well, I'm a groomsman, so okay. I've got my tux. <laughs> but I'd say at least nice. I mean, probably like dress shirt. Yeah, I mean, that's usually... Yeah, he's the I, I don't think he's <laughs> going to push for suit and whatnot. Yeah, guests. I don't. Yeah, I don't really think that's a Austin no, thing, especially when it's hot. I'm sure if he could, Austin would do his wedding in uh, sweatpants. Yes. Hello, oh. doggy. I don't know. He actually likes to like dress up every once in a while. So yeah, I, don't, I don't think he would do it. He does like his comfort. And you don't have to worry about dancing because I don't think there's going to be dancing. Yeah, I definitely don't see Austin dancing. <laughs> 
What have you been up to, Alex? Oh, um, mainly work. Not too much else. Work, going to the gym. Nice. What gym do you go to? Uh, 24 hour fitness. Has it changed anything since the restrictions started lessening? Um, everything started to open up more. I know that they don't, they don't require masks anymore inside the gyms. Hmm. It's different. I, I could barely breathe without the mask when I was at the gym. I couldn't imagine <laughs> doing yeah. with the mask on. Yeah. Hey, Josiah, what day, what, what day do you guys fly in? Oh, uh, we're coming in Wednesday. Wednesday, okay. We'll be leaving uh, Monday. Good. Good. Amanda's really upset about the no dancing at Austin's wedding, so she's like, I'm going to start a cha-cha line. I'm like, just by yourself? <laughs> okay, look, I don't care how many people are, like, actually of the church that are there, like, start dancing. There's, there's been so many groups that just... Do a little bit of dancing. It's yeah. it just turned into a bigger issue than it is. Just yeah. <laughs> if they never would have gone for the extra permission and just did it, it. yeah, no one. It would have been fine. Yeah, but then they went for the extra permission and got turned down. Now it's like it's always <laughs> easier to ask for for forgiveness. Yes. What All right. Welcome bad. back. And also, I don't think they're going to be, like, dirty yeah. dancing at this wedding. It's probably just, like, a couple slow dances. and. <laughs> yeah, like, they're, they're wedding dance. Yeah. Me and Amanda have talked about this a lot. <laughs> but, yeah, uh... Like, oh, yeah, Amanda was on, is on the board with me. <laughs> like, we have, we're having that conversation. Okay, so... Uh, let's see, how much more time do we have? We can... Jump in. We're about 45 seconds. Okay. So wait, I need to confirm something I heard offhandedly. So your guys' gas is 490 right now? Like 450. 450. Okay, that's... Good luck. Yeah. And Are so you... e even Costco is like 420, 415, something like that. What... Oh gosh! So I, it's getting the ice storms in Texas getting... really, really brought everything up. Yeah, just I think our gas here is like three ninety. That's the highest I've seen. Here it's about three ninety. I thought it was two seventy. It fluctuates from three seventy to no. three ninety. Yeah, I've seen upper three upper seventies when I'm getting it. But when I first moved here, it was like 180, 198. Which is re normally reasonable. For yeah. It's pretty nice, but... What time are we uh, ending tonight, guys? Do it. Uh, well, I have to leave around 9.30, 9.45. So. 9.45, okay. Um, so Kiki and Brack, you guys are kind of uh, diverging, which is totally fine. You're able to do that. Uh, I'm going to try to include you guys in as often as possible, but I'm probably going to, uh, while you're going through the woods, try to... I'm trying to decide, they're both interesting stories I want to tell, and I'm trying to decide... We can, like, come back and go meet these people again later? Is that uh, really the best thing to do for the story? So, 
it's entirely up to you. Like, I, I don't want to box you in. I'm just saying there's two separate paths with kind of detailed stories. It's not like you're just, you know, walking around. There's kind of detailed stories going on both sides, which is totally fine. It's just kind of, uh, it's going to be a little bit back and forth. If you're all there, you know, it's so, it, I'll kind of go where the action's going. Once it kind of pauses, I try to try to switch over. So I'm going to try to try to keep both stories going and kind of progress things forward as well. Um, but uh, I'm just yeah, letting you know, like, like you probably get just a little bit less uh, less screen time if on this yeah, path right now. I guess thinking as a like party, should we should we double back and deal with our thing later? Because I'm thinking like I have pass without trace. Like it's a stealth mission. I can give us all a plus ten to all these stealth rolls that we're rolling a lot. Um, and Barack can help too. <laughs> yeah. I have a plus one in stealth. So. Same. Everyone gets plus ten, so yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't know. We came to get breakfast, so it's entirely reasonable that we have acquired our breakfast and we go back um, and talk to these people later. Um, if we see them again, okay. I'll die. Um, bro, I think on my end, I'm down for more of a, a shorter session. I'm a little okay. Tired. And yeah, you look a little tired. Uh, and honestly, the way it's kind of set up today, people can kind of drop out, and people can still kind of pick up the story. It's not necessarily, you know, I can tell the story with whoever's here, so type of situation. And you can just kind of fill in the details later. So, sure, whenever you kind of feel you like you need to drop out, feel free to do so, um, mm -hmm. and you should should be good. Uh, let's see, it is eight o'clock there. Yeah, so we still got a little bit more time. Uh, I'll keep on going, but if you if you can't, you know, if you just want to sit here and listen and not participate, you can do that as well too. And I can't participate, so but it might be a little bit. What? Uh, I'll, I'll do what I can to participate. I'm just a little. Yeah, just so nope, nope, no, no worries at all. Just uh, you're you're here, and if you want to roll dice or interact, you totally can. But I won't pen as many things on you. Uh, okay. Sounds sounds good. Um. Okay, so we'll we'll meet up with Kigi and Barack in the in the woods, uh, following the party, um, the other party, uh, through the woods, carrying a trawler, uh, on logs. What's your, what are you all doing? We're kind of making conversation, trying to get an idea for their temperament, what their goals are in life, you know. What's their favorite type of tea? Would they be viable allies in the battle against Drine, or are they not gonna, you know? That's kind of what I'm trying to figure out, I guess. Just with, you know, talking, listening. Um. So yeah, th th you ask them kind of these questions, you're having a conversation with them, and they're like, uh, yes, we do comprise a group of, of many skilled warriors. Uh, we've been aware of the presence of Drine uh, eastward for, for some time now, and we've been talking amongst ourselves and the, with the Elder, kind of deciding our next course of action. There's uh, been a current mission that we've uh, been set about right now, and we'd like to see that through first, and then kind of slay the Dark God Drine, perhaps? We'll have to consult with the 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 ancients 
don't happen to have like a particular plan for how to do that, would you? Not of yet. The ancients have revealed nothing to us as of yet. So what's the what's this current mission going on? You kind of come to the top of a hill, and you see what looks like a an, a stacked effigy of of what looks like suits of armor. She kind of just points at it, and just kind of continues down to the camp. Hmm. Can I make a donation? <laughs> uh, I mean, you're happy to donate. It's not just the armor, it's those that wear them. If you look closely, you notice that they're both skill guard and schism guards alike, just stacked up in this big kind of pile. Like are they are they like pile of dead bodies or? It's empty charred armor. Oh. So that would be the current goal. She kind of like wait here, and she kind of goes down. And she's kind of gone for a couple of minutes, and she kind of returns and and she says, "He says you can't come in. We appreciate your friendship and." And your nobility, but our primary purpose here for hundreds of years was not to let outsiders in, and the elder's not about to change his ways. Well, have I got a deal for you? Now, here's the deal. These guys over there that are on your territory, getting up in your business, all those guys, you don't like them, do you? This is all our territory. It's by our good gracious and the the interference of Lady Talon that we that we let them abide. Let them abide. So here's the deal. If we work together to fight the the demon drive, they will go home. They don't want to be here any more than you want them here. If we work together, they all go home. They don't want to be here. You don't want them here. The best way for everyone to get what they want is if we work together to fight Drive. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. She kind of pats the uh, the armor pile with a stick and it gives a, a large metallic ring. The mission first, and then we'll see where we're at. But the mission and she kind of turns around and just heads back down into like another valley. I, I would suggest that uh, Barack and Kiki return back to town and try to find the rest of the crew. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think we've won our welcome. <laughs> um, okay, so so you all return back to town and um. Uh, currently we're with the Barrel Bros, and <laughs> uh, they're 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 you know they're Toy Story two in it up right now. Uh, Metal Gear Saw in it up right now, and uh, just scooting along as barrels through through the crowd. They get to the bridge, uh, and the guards are crossing crossing the bridge, and you know I assume you you follow as barrels. Okay, so you're yes. gonna scoot behind them as barrels, and you know, of course, you're kind of loud, and the guard turns around, and you you both stop down. You can 
definitely see them. Okay, Kiki, you got your inspiration for today. I'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> um, um, and they're like, hey, you hear something? And the other skill guard looks behind him. Nah, man, it's just a bunch of barrels. Be like, those barrels weren't there before. Hey, I don't question barrels. They serve their purpose. We serve ours. Let's take this. Let's take this to the captain. And see what he has to say. So they kind of. Keep Brenda's up. just watching her barreled friends <laughs> from the air. She's just like, all right. We've had crazier missions, so she's just watching them. They didn't console her about this at all. So is, she's just watching them. Is uh, Eliana with uh, an Argold or Solaire? Or did you leave her behind? <laughs> I'm going to say she has her own barrel. Okay, okay, yep. So yeah, she's in a, a very small, little adorable barrel falling behind them. And <laughs> oh, <Aww. laughs> um, and yeah, so she's scooting along. She's like, "Well, you know, I will say one thing. Hanging around you folks it is definitely a different experience." Um, and so you you kind of do the stop and turn around, looking at the barrel barrel bit for for far longer than it should have worked, but it does work. And you're <laughs> you're on the other side of the. Uh, of the bridge and the scale guard encampment. Uh, and uh, what do you all do kind of once you're on the other side of the bridge? The two guards kind of take the uh, uh, frying and take them back to the ice cave, to the far back where there's a, a, a crossed arm moor claw. Continue to watch these guys. Okay. Can we see out of these barrels, or is Brev directing us? No, you can see out of them. Remember, they're like one-way mirror barrels, so you can see on the inside okay, of them, but okay. they can't see on the ins outside. Um, what's kind of our environment on this other side of the bridge? Is it like full-on schism guard encampment? Yes, it, it like is. Totally... It's it's straight line. There's about four... Uh, uh, let me let me see the exact number of it real fast for you. There is uh, straight straight. It's very organized straight. There's a lot of space between each tent. They're like big tents that could probably hold uh, between ten to twenty people, depending on the size of the tent. There's a uh, a little bit inwards. There's what looks like to be a a, a guard tavern of sorts. I kind of on and there's also like a river right by you. The far end, there's an ice cave, and the cliff sides kind of box you all like in. It's a very secure, established location. Um. So, Brev, do you have a plan for us? <laughs> Okay, we're gonna do some brev plants. Okay. Can okay. We, can we be looking for the party in this time, or is this all already happening? In you're, you're, it's other? going down. So you're kind of looking down. You're going to find the party. You're a little ways away, so you'll 
once you can you can show in once things once they need you. Yeah, because I figure I can look because most people don't know what the glowing light in the sky is, but I do because I've mm. seen it. So I feel like in that way we can. Find yeah, you it. can definitely see see the light. You're looking for it. You kinda... I will say how how Kiki is probably looking for the party members, and we're all barrels. Well, I'm looking for the okay. light. That's yeah, he's he see the light is a good beacon of locating where people's at. So he kind of goes to the outside. Him and Barack are the outside of the you know the downward slope into town, and he's uh since he's up on the top, he's able to see the beacon flying in the air. And since he's accustomed to magic, he knows there's some kind of magic tomfoolery afoot. And he's he goes down to to find that. Um, okay, so you're all on the Schism Guard encampment. Barreled. Okay. Brev's in the air. Kiki and Barak are inbound. Green team, go. Um. So have they crossed the bridge yet? They're on across the bridge, and they're like on the banks, hiding behind like a tent. Oh. Okay. Um. Is there a way for them to like sneak up close? Like, how conspicuous are these barrels? Uh, I mean, they're barrel. They're they're barrels. Uh, it definitely works more when you're tailing like two people instead of like a crowd of people. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. Is there like dashing and hiding behind things a viable option until they can get close to the cave? I guess they can barrel there too. I mean, it would be a long process. It probably everyone would move by the time, because uh, you're you move a lot slower when you're in the barrel. I'll say a third speed. Hmm. Okay. I'm really uh, concerned about how how OP these barrels might become in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've made a monster. I have. Trying with these one-way barrels. One-way barrels. Three rats. Two rats. I, at least Austin never caught these barrels for sneak attacks. Oh, A little exclamation mark jumps out, stabs someone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's turn to see the barrel. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. I guess um, I I messaged Nargle. I'm like, what do you see inside the cave from where you're at? Not much. I think I'm on the other side of the camp from the cave. Yeah, you. <laughs> You can't oh, see. Close to the can- okay. Um, okay, I've got an idea. How? This logical, well thought out idea. Um, okay. Okay, so what if someone were to provide a distraction of sorts while the rest of the crew went inside the cave? I mean, distractions do work. Okay, well, um, in that case, I, um, I messaged Nargo. I'm like, hey, I'm, I got something planned. So I'm going to provide a big distraction on the opposite end of the camp. Probably one where people would want to come run to it. And I think that's one of your guys' chance to make a breakaway. I'll just, yeah, so I'll do that. So, um... I'm gonna cast Scorching Ray uh, on some of the far tents and like stuff around the far tent area. And I'm like, okay, I guess I gotta cast it now. So I'm like, I message, get ready to run. Just a heads up. Um, so that's 
Oh, that's a net one for the first ray. Uh, so that shoots. Eight. No, no, you rolled in that one. That doesn't just get it slide by. Um, yeah, you. It's a net one plus eight. If that helps. It's an attack. No, it doesn't help. Um, you light yourself on fire. Okay. Hey, wait a second. I need some physics here, bro. Mm -hmm. I know I don't fight the DM, but it launches from my... It's it's, propul it's propulsion from my body. A strong gust of wind blew it back in your face. You're not suffering damage because you, you just are exposing yourself to everyone. There's a silhouette of brev, a visible brev encased in flames. Well, then as my bonus action, I douse myself. That's an action. No, it's not. I have this feel like what I get caught on fire when I launch fire at people, and I can just turn okay. it off. Okay, that's fine. Uh, that's enough time for some people to notice a, a flaming silhouette of yep. you. Well, I guess the distinction works. Does um, a 22 hit a tent? It, it does light the tent on fire. And does a 23 hit a tent? Yeah, there's two tents on fire. About 50 scale guard come armed with lances to the riverbank and say, You up there! Arsonist! Come down! I fly up higher with my rest of my movement. Um, and I'm like, good luck! But I message... No, I can't message you guys because we're in combat, so... They talk yes, amongst themselves and Warcall looks at you, shakes his head. And then he kind of walks into the cave. I did my Meanwhile, thing. we've been like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the distractions working. Most, most, most of the camp is definitely focused on this flaming arsonist lighting the, the ruling authorities' tents on fire. In my defense, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, they are very upset. I did my thing. So, so you all notice uh, a rumbling coming deep within the cave, and you see come out emerge a the, a very obese green dragon. This is who does as Grigor, the ruling emperor of what is left of Avalon, and he kind of looks up to you. You, he kind of starts to flap his wings and kind of come after you. Hey. Wait, what do you mean looks at me? I'm not I'm only semi visible. Okay. He just sees a glowy light. He breathes a a line of acid in your general direction. Okay. I think some dragons have true sight, actually. Let me see the stat block for him. Oh, awesome. Um, let's see here. So, yeah, he has blind sight up to 60 feet. How high are you in the air at this point? You were 50 feet, right? So, oh, so bro, some wild magic, by the way, just happened. Um, 1d8 medium-sized purple tentacles rise from the ground. They are semi-sentinel and not aligned to any caster nor foe. Uh, they attempt to grapple anything within range. DC 14. More distraction. <laughs> yeah, they appear in the middle of the camp and they're starting just to grab 
scale guard, uh, schism guards, and throw them around. And the dragon kind of hops up a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's going to throw. Uh, you get advantage on the save because just of all the stuff going on. I'll give you that. Uh, DC 18 Constitution. Is this a spell or a breath weapon? A breath weapon. Constitution? Yes. I better. I really hope my party is running in and being. doing things. Okay. Um. Oh my gosh. That's a 5 plus 3. That's an 8. Okay. You are going to take. Well, you get advantage. You roll advantage. I did. I rolled a three and five. Let's see what your damage is. Oh wait, no, it's a con save. Oh wait, uh, like, that doesn't help. But yeah, so it'd technically be a twelve. You need an eighteen. So uh, uh, let's see what your damage is. That's uh fifty-three points of damage to you. Poison damage, bruv. Wait, I have, uh, I got Infernal Constitution, so that's half. I'm resistant to poison. Okay. Suck it! So, I would not advise staying around in this area and getting out of there. Uh, Kiki and Barak, you kind of are coming in. Uh, Solaire and, uh, uh, Nargol, you can be doing things at the same time, too. Yeah, hey. So I, we we just yeah. saw this dragon come out of the cave that we were headed towards. Yeah, correct? yeah. She's Did Morpaw come out of the cave? No, he's still in the cave. Um, I think with all the distractions going on, I think it's probably best to ditch our cool barrels for now. Them later, <laughs> and uh, mm. you know, if we help with this distraction, we might gain their trust, and then we won't have to stealth anymore. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> that, that is an option. Brev would not appreciate that. But, but the problem with Nargul is if they <laughs> see him, <laughs> then it's going to be really complicated. <laughs> then it gets difficult. Unless Nargul... Well, they recognize another, me. <laughs> unless he finds another disguise to put on top of his... So Solaire ditches his barrel and gains the confidence of the Schism Guard, and then Nargle goes and gains the confidence of the actual dragon. Well, he already has him. If he probably revealed himself to them, to the not to the Schism, but to the actual other Scale Guard, they probably would well, then follow. Then we force them into battle against each other, and the two commanders just go up and like shake hands and we're like, "We're going that way to fight dragons." I mean, okay, yeah, you could do that. You could try. Yeah. I mean, Brad's out of the picture at the moment, so. Yeah, she's she's um, hightailing it out of there. They don't know who you are. They just know a flaming being lit their place on fire. So they don't know your identity, but they are aware someone did it. So yeah, they're definitely gonna be on high alert after this. What what, what time is it? Because I know that meeting is like that. Twelve. Let's right? say it's a eleven. Eleven oh three. Eleven oh seven. 
I don't think it's a good time to get into combat or kidnap. Technically, each turn of combat six seconds or whatever. So we've been sneaking a lot. <laughs> sneaking. Kiki, Kiki Brack, you we... have uh, arrived on the opposite side of the bridge at this time, too. Okay. Um, can I tell if any of the tents belong to Morkloth? Or like the leader or something. It's the it's the tent closest to the cave. It it looks like a commander's tent. There's also a chubby dragon. Don't don't forget about that. Gligor or whatever it is. Yeah. How how close is that tent to the cave? It's approximately like right on the outside of it, so maybe ten feet away from it. So they definitely see a barrel walking. <laughs> Maybe not the best. Okay. Everyone uh, is currently distracted with the, the flaming menace, though. So. Oh, and the giant. Oh wait, and the giant tentacles. Uh, yeah, they're wait. they're currently grabbing skill guard and just kind of throwing them around. It's kind it's of just, chaos. It's just one tentacle, so it's okay. Oh, okay. But he's nasty in purple. Okay. You get the tentacle one a lot. So I know. I, I marked down each one I get. I've gotten that one three times. I say, uh, Solaire, should we try to sneak into a tent or just get out of here? So, what are. So, there's the tents on fire and then. Currently, two tents are on fire. Everyone's on the river bank, looking at the the flaming menace. A dragon is kind of hovering slightly outside of its cave, spin spin poison everywhere. And then there's like Din Brev's thing. Oh yeah, on. there's also like a tentacle grabbing scale guard. It's purple. It's purple. Or half red. I feel like. It's just a good time to like make a break for it. Uh, I feel like there's sufficient distraction. People Wait, probably wouldn't. Towards the cave or towards a, the instant regret. So have the um, have the guards like gone in the cave yet? Uh, the guard. It was just Morclaw. Uh, yes, they. I mean, they brought the uh, halfling to Morclaw, and he brought him to the cave at this point. And there's currently a dragon in front of the cave. Yes. Does Eliana have any sort of sneaking powers, or she's a she's a gnome. She's little. She lost her spellbook, so she only has like basic wizard cantrips. Let's see what she has. Uh, so she can cast Light, Mage Hand, and Prestidigitation currently. So if we, like, rolled her barrel, 
to the back of the tent mm-hmm. and had her like sneak in. I mean, certainly anything's possible. I don't like your extraction plan. <laughs> <laughs> she would be a bit dizzy. Hey, bro, what's Eliana's hit health like? Uh, well, uh, she's a a wizard. I think she has. I gave her like thirty-seven HP. Yeah. Okay. Let's just get out of here. Wait. So when I when we see this, so Barack and I just arrived. We I recognize that we we came here tracking Brev, and that fire is blue, which most fire is not. And so I recognize this as a Brev distraction. I would say. Yeah. You also yeah, see a dragon shoot a dragon. poison at her from across the. That too. But I think I bet the party's trying to sneak in here right now. Brock, see those two barrels there? Mm-hmm. Let's go use those to hide. <laughs> Get into the cave. I, bet I like it. Let's do it. Okay. Do it. Okay, so we put on the barrels. So we run out the barrels and try to put them on. <laughs> But there's people in <laughs> So you take the barrels off and just put them on you. And they can like... also see us coming as we're running. Oh, yeah, through. so they can react, I guess, because uh, they can see you. Well, hold on, hold on one sec. I am looking the other way. Yeah. I do not see them coming. <laughs> yeah, uh... I assume you're approaching the barrel stealthily. So both of you yeah. make stealth checks and they can do active uh, wisdom contests to see if they notice you. I think Andrew didn't get it unless he wants to roll again. Um, I stand I with my three. An what? I okay. A three. A three. So can you roll the three? I rolled an 18. So that's a four. Wait, what, what area is this under? What, what do you mean? That might be perception. Yeah. I'd say it's perception. I stay at the three. Okay. <laughs> you rolled a four, so... So whoever rolled... Whoever, uh, Alex, you can choose to choose steal... And, uh, Alex, you can choose to steal Nargles <laughs> or uh, Solaire's Barrel. Which one do you choose? Uh... Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> Six on perception. Ready? Uh, you oh, still perception. Uh, you still you stole Solaire's barrel. Nargle okay. is holding on to the top of his barrel, and Kiki is able to pop it on. Pop it onto him, right? You were both able to successfully steal the barrels, or was one person able to notice? No, yeah, he got a four. He beat Andrew's perception. Okay, so. But then we realize we can see through the barrels and see our friends just huddling <laughs> under not barrels. Okay, so I don't know what's going on, but uh, uh, I guess there's four people there, two with barrels. I have way too epic two music for now. this barrel music going on in my ears. <laughs> um, okay, oh. so you do the old, the old popping switch. Switch right room. Switch room. Now you just need to keep on retroactively, like, uh, <laughs> daisy-chaining. I don't think you can Anyways. share these barrels. It was a little tight with just them in there. Like, it's not... 
Kate? Not here. What's your guess? Um... So now you guys are exposed, but we can see you. But we didn't expect that. So yeah. We're just really confused. That's how it, we're like, is it? Yeah, you. So there. What are you doing here? <laughs> oh, hi guys. I can ask you the same question. Do you try to take well, the barrels back? <laughs> we, we saw the fire, and we figured you guys were going in there. So we decided to steal these barrels to try to get in there. Oh, yeah. I guess we stole them from you. But that was unintentional. Well, I was, uh, I was just going to go uh, help anyway, so... Well, you see, so we were following Morclaw into the cave with a prisoner that was... Very interesting. Um, but yeah, a dragon came out. It was like firing at Brev. And we're about to just bug it. And run. <laughs> um, and as you're all talking, you hear just a scream come from the cave. Uh, the dragon has kind of since gone back into it. And while you're all doing all this, and you hear a scream come from the cave. And you just hear a delicious... Nukem. Okay, Eliana, now's your chance to go for Morpha's tent. See if you can find anything in there. <laughs> okay, like... before anybody leaves, I do cast I cast Pass Without Trace, so we all have plus 10 to any spell for all we do, including Eliana. <laughs> uh, okay, so I just rolled a nat 1 for recognizing if I was still in the barrel or not. I have not recognized that I am not in the barrel. So you're still squatting around, like you're... <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're very confused. Because I, I could see out of it perfectly. Yeah, you're, you're confused as why there's three barrels there now, suddenly. Um, <laughs> um, we're so confused at why we're, we took barrels and are now not in barrels. But the other guy is, but I'm not. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Eliana is trying. So you're trying to 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 sneak Eliana into somewhere, into a tent. Maybe maybe we should. Yes, sneak. into Morclaw's tent. Okay. Maybe maybe we should sneak somewhere else. Like I, I can go. I mean, you're all pretty stealthy now. Well, like I mean, it's just you can you can probably do it. There's enough yeah. distractions. Yeah, nobody's There's... gonna see me in this barrel. I was just pausing chaos. As much as he can. Yeah, well, now you're hightailing it. You're. Do I you... even, does Brock even fit in the barrel? Uh, barely. There was a. When someone tries to take it off of you, there's going to be a satisfying. No, I can't make the noise, but. Uh, the, you know that noise on that pop of the cork? Uh, <laughs> it was supposed to be a pop, but my lips are dry, okay? So. <laughs> he barely fits in the barrel. Uh. uh Okay, so so let's just level set. It's a good thing you guys didn't go in the cave. Uh, there's lots of stuff going on. Are you going to more Claw's tent or getting out of there? What are you all doing? I feel like for all of Rev's effort, we should at least check out the tent while we're here. Selfless poison damage. <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, you're able to go so in yeah, the tent. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just a, it's a very simple tent. There's not much, at least in the initial appearance. 
just a cot, a little chest at the end of his bed. Uh, appears to be locked, and just a little rack of weapons and armor and stuff like that. I would like to leave a frog in his bed. Okay, you you do that. And I like fold it over the top so it can't really get out. Put the pillow back on that. Yeah. Suffocate your frog. <laughs> he can breathe through it. He, just he doesn't breathe sheets though. He breathes air, which goes through sheets. Okay. Yeah, it's filtered air, Katura. <laughs> Okay, uh, do you all do anything, or what do you all do? Um, I guess search around for any documents or anything? Or... I mean, there's nothing you notice the chest, as I mentioned before, which is locked. How heavy is this chest? That's a small chest. It's not a very big one. It looks more like just... If you're looking for something important, that's probably the most important thing in that room. It's But it's like a little night chest. It's just like at the end of his bed. Is it a seal? Is it a pretty? I poke it with my sword. It doesn't. It doesn't bite you. Um. (laughs) Bro, bro, we all remember those images you posted. These figures. Don't think we forgot. The tent slowly starts to wrap around you. It's a no. It's. It's not. Um, No, I mean it's just it's chest. You 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 scratch the woodwork a bit. A wooden chest with metal fittings around it, but yeah. Uh, anybody have lock picking? How strong is the is the lock on it? Can I smash it with my fist? You can try. All right, I will use my. I will roll a strength check. Uh, so you do that, and it kind of reverbs back. It seems to be magically locked, and. You take uh, 2d8 force damage. Alex. And you take 5 points of force damage as you're flown back across the room. Okay. Don't do that again. I won't do that again now. I think we should take it. I like still it up my barrel, step over it, and like put it down on top. I just like eat it with the barrel. <laughs> hungry, hungry hippo style? Okay. Uh, it seems to be kind of bolted to the like, there's like a wood frame of this tent. It seems like to be bolted to the wood wood frame. I uneat it because like, it's stuck. Rev can lockpick pretty well, actually, but I'll have to mess, like, either get S-stoned or message I mean, you might be able to possibly rip the chest off the wood floor, uh, Barack, but the the lock probably isn't the uh, the way to go about that. You could have Eliana, who's in there, try to magically unlock it, too. She'd probably be the most qualified in the room. Or to give it a sure. Uh, someone roll a d20. Add a, uh, add a four to it when you roll. Actually, a seven because uh, he's proficient. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Okay, so she's kind of like and able to poke it, and it kind of opens. It wasn't that hard, guys. We all have our strengths. 
Yeah, mine's definitely not strength. Um, <laughs> yeah, as a as a note. What do we find inside this box? A smaller box, Noah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, let's see. It looks like just more Claw's journal. I take it. Okay. And. Can we lock it back up so it doesn't look like we've been here? Uh, that'll be another D twenty roll. Wait, don't you just click it? It's a magic lock. Oh. Just. Uh, Someone... So I got a 15, 15 plus whatever to lock it. Okay, 15 plus 7. Let's see, 22, 20, yeah, 22. So it looks like it hasn't been tampered with. There is a slight sword scratch on the outside. Um, the frog is still in the bed, right? <laughs> yep. I like how you're there and you decided to prank him too. Like, <laughs> And you um, don't even know this guy. I... Can I, I encourage no Eliana to use Prestidigitation to turn his like bed pink? Let's see. Or turn the, turn the sheets pink. Yeah, yeah. The last for an hour. Yeah, yeah. You can have her do that. Could an argument be made that lesser restoration can restore the chest, like Nick mark on it, or is that it doesn't? I don't know. I mean, if. You to pass with a trace, there is a frog in his bed and he has pink sheets. But we don't want him to know that we messed with his chest. That's we true. Want him to know we messed with his bed. Okay, fair. Uh, I would say not lesser restoration. If you had mending, I would let it work. If anyone has... That makes sense. I've got mending. <laughs> <laughs> we need. This is the perfect mission for Brev, and she's the only person not here. I mean, you guys have etchstones. Well, I, I think they're all still chasing you out there. They're yeah. yeah. They're all anxiously waiting for you to return. They're kind of hop. Yeah. There's also a giant blue beam shooting from you. Blue beam oh, sh yeah. shooting from you. So they're like you probably should go a good distance over the mountain, I, yeah, yeah. which is what I assumed you were doing. Um, okay. What do you all do now? Uh, leave the tent. Sets in my barrel. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, you all <laughs> you're all able to make it out. Um, and where do you all head from there? That it sounds like the meeting's about to start in about 15 minutes. I guess we should head for that area. Um, or 30 minutes. I maybe. No, um, I maybe head for the the scale guard. Confident. Mm -hmm. uh, if you do that, you might miss the meeting. They're kind of on the other side. They'll, they'll probably, presumably, be at the meeting as well, because from what you yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Like joining them in the meeting, but mm -hmm. like not like showing. Uh. Um. So you all just head to the meeting hall. Do you do anything different? How about these barrels at like the. The house thing first. Instant reverse. Smaller these barrels? Uh, they're five feet tall, four feet tall. You have to crouch down and be in it. Um, I'm not good with sizes of things. It's t it's big enough for a six foot person to crouch down and be tight inside this barrel. So I don't know that size. Let's say four four feet. Does that four feet sound sound good? Sound like a good barrel size. Oh, we're gonna break your game with these barrels. I right? know, 
I'm gonna have to write stat blocks for them now just to give you the limitations of what they can do. Uh, but <laughs> um, okay. It would be bad if you're in a fireball, though. Because they're wooden. Yeah, they're wooden, and you probably would have disadvantage on decks. I would, I would rule you would have disadvantage on decks in a barrel. What if they're rolling down a hill? <laughs> well, then, yeah, then, then they could uh, hobbit to it, and you know, take out ten, ten goblins. Hmm. 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 Okay, barrels can canonically take out goblins. That's true. Uh, ten, ten goblins. That's true. Pretty good. I'll let it happen. Okay, okay. Well, I feel like Brev went back to the instant regret and wrapped up her poison acid burn. She's very familiar with this. She's not a fan. That's it's kind of the theme for today. So she rewraps these wounds. Um, you see, and... like, the light turns on. You see, like, it's all dark, but Curtis, you can see he's smoking a pipe, and you can see, like, a bubbling red juice in his pipe, and he's like, ironic, isn't it? She just, she looks at him and, like, looks out the door and just, she just closes the door, just walks into town. Because you're, you're yeah. returning to instant regret. He's already gone. He's not here. <laughs> she's, she's, she's gone. She just goes to the meeting area. Okay. Sounds good. What time is it there? It's 8.42. Okay. And we got time for this, this meeting. Um, so it's a big, big meeting area. Kind of, you can see people slowly start filing. It looks like kind of like the, uh, the ranking leaders of each kind of faction in, inside this camp. You know, you see, uh, you see on one side, the schism, you see on the far end, of course, the, the scale guard, um, you see what looks like a small contingency of like, uh, elves. And there's like a group of burly looking dwarves and suddenly you're a, and it seems like there's a, there's like a big, big cavalcade of instrumentation and the doors fling open and there's a, a goblin garbed and, and ridiculous, robes trailed by 20 other goblins coming behind him and he sits down he's wearing this big horned helmet and he sits down in a in a chair and puts his feet up did you say 20 goblins yes okay should i have dispelled pass without trace before we entered this because technically it could still be on if we wanted I mean, if you suddenly need to get stealthy... Ask, ask the party, do we want to come here visibly or stealthily? Res, grab did not... Yeah, you wouldn't be yeah. there, so... Yeah, I'm still in my barrels, so I'm... <laughs> you just two barrels in the back of the room! <laughs> it, it... The rest of the party fighting. And Norgal's crouching next yeah. to us, thinking he's in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's covered in shadowiness, so you can't see him very well. <laughs> Except for my glowing white armor. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking we should drop off the barrels at the, the instant regret and then show up as ourselves, not in hiding, probably. No one has any reason really to suspect any of you, so there's not really a, a reason. The only thing that might cause a rouse is perhaps Nargle's armor if it's noted by the Schism Guard. 
but the you've also heard that the meeting ground is like a neutral territory that there can be no no infighting there so it's a big dilapidated hall that looks like it belonged to like this the whole all of val sanctus is kind of like it seemed to used to be an old settlement that kind of got abandoned or laid to waste a long time ago so there's still remaining infrastructure and so it's, it's this big building that can definitely fit a good hundred or so people There's little okay. holes in the roof, though, like light shining down. It's kind of dark in there. Not a lot of natural light, though. I take my headstone out to uh, call my party before I get to the meeting place to see where they're at. I'll, I'll do Solaire. He's got a really jamming ringtone <laughs> to the headstone. So okay. I feel like Wanda like did like little ditties for all of our little episodes. Yes, like, yes. Oh, I miss Wanda. Uh, I don't even know what Wanda would be doing in this setting right now. <laughs> she would have been right at home in that uh, in that chaos there. Um, okay, so you're all in the meeting now, I assume. In the back, where where are you all at? Uh, I'm assuming Solaire answered and we convalesced at the meeting area. Okay. So you're all, you're all convalesced. I tell her good show. You're welcome. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm like, you don't know that. Um, okay. So you're all there. Uh, Morkala kind of walks in and kind of dusts himself off and says, has presiding counsel for here. Um, let let the discussions begin. Present your cases moving forward for the the appalling abomination that is known as drying, so that we may that we may find a way to vanquish it from our lands. And who has the floor? Uh, a little a dwarf says, "Well, we, I think we need a band together and kill it. I think all of us could take it on." Yeah. No. Why? Why do you say no? I'm Stout Gut McBeard. Why do you say no? I ain't never been scared of nothing. All right. Um. Does Ellie gonna have any like illusory things? Currently, just press the digitation. What does that do? Magic. It's not gonna help. It's it's whatever you want as long as it doesn't really affect that much. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Okay. It's a ma minor magical trick that novice spellcasters use for practice. Is the first line how it describes it. Has Eliana seen what Dryan looks like? Yeah. She okay. Was, she was above okay. the town. Then I ask her to do like a like a. Hologram of drine and a scale of what a dwarf would be. Okay. Uh, she's able to to conjure that kind of magic up for you. And I'm like, I point. Drine, uh, comparatively reaches to the ceiling of the room. The dwarf is a speck. All right, I point. I'm like, this is drine, and this, I point at the little speck of dust is. The typical dwarf humanoid. I'm tall for my size. 
You are uh, exceptionally so, but I don't think we can just brute force this. Also, we will be having a a rather formidable devil army, demon army. Which one? Morkal looks at you, and how do you know this? What are you speaking of? And what is your name? You did not properly state who you are, or that we had you had the floor. Order, order. Oh. Come to the front. Um, state your name. I, I go up, and I'm like, I'm Brev of Milklin, and I don't want the world to end. He kind of looks at you. So, he, he knows who you are, right? He's never... No, I've never encountered Morclaw. Didn't you talk to him one time to go to Rosethorn? I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember any interaction. Or you not, not... I think you were dealing with your own things at that time, so... I think I was in the past dealing with them some stuff. Okay, so that's no problem. Uh, I feel like I've seen your face around, the very least. I just have one of those faces. Anyways, um, I'm Brev of Noclin. Um, me and... Some others have recently escaped and seen what Dryan can do firsthand. And I think we may need an army, but I don't think an army is the only thing that could take out Dryan. So what do we need? Well, we'll probably need three armies. <laughs> three frogs. Three things, <laughs> three, three yeah. One frog, one rat, one bat. <laughs> Okay, anyways, what are you saying? No, you're good. Um, I was saying the three things that we need to, like, bind her. That's what I was actually trying to say. Mm-hmm. We need to bind and control Drine, and with in a very short am- margin of time. We have some of those elements, but some of those elements are just gone to us. So the have... elves speak forward and say, Who are you, and how do you know so much of the ways of this foul demon? I'm Brev of Milklin. Yes, we know who you are, but who are you? Who like, you're Brev of Noclin. But what makes you the leading authority in Drine? Who are you even? What faction in this camp do you even represent? I represent the faction of people who want to have a world that left to live in. That's the faction of people I represent. So, I have something which is better than the nothing that you guys... You can try to hit it and brute force it, but you will die a unheroic, insignificant death. But and then a have... dwarf, kind of the stout gut, says, I'm not afraid to die. And there's someone that kind of walks from the back of the room, and a cow and kind of stands in front and says, I've been sitting back here in silence, observing what all you plebs are doing back here, what your plans are. You argue and bicker amongst yourself. You're not afraid to die. She kind of reveals her hood, and it's Dahlia. Her face is horribly scarred. It looks like she's been through a lot. Like, And... She kind of stands, and he has the stage. Eliana kind of seems basically be like kind of shocked and kind of happy almost that she's still alive. And um, 
Draw. Death is easy. Sometimes even instantaneous. I have killed many, but even I have had the courtesy to leave behind the least, at least the memories of those they connected with, their slightest impacts on this miserable world. Drawing does not have such generosity. He does not kill. He devours. He devours until there's nothing left, until obsolescence. There will be nothing left if you fight him. You will be drained from existence entirely. You will become nothingness. Oblivion. To face him is foolishness. To face him is... Is, is nothing. <sighs> Don't face him. Enjoy your, your small little lives here until the world is consumed by the outside power. I have once served the idea of this nothingness, this this oblivion. It, it appealed to me. It seemed like a promise of, of something more. It's nothing. I've seen it in the face. Enjoy your scattered and weary remaining days, for nothingness is in the horizon, and nothingness shall remain. She kind of just puts her cowl on and walks out. Though, she has points. If we fight... There's a big murmur in the crowd. Everyone's very shooken up about this. Okay, okay. So, if we fight, there is the option of just nothingness. But if we don't fight, we are just waiting for the inevitable. We are waiting for a world that will not remember us. I point to the dwarf. I'm like, what's your name? Stoutgut. Stoutgut. Stoutgut? Stoutgut McBeard. McBeard. I do the dwarvish bow to him. I'm like, you, as a dwarf, often seek to do things that will be remembered and carried down. We, yes. If we don't fight, if we don't take back our world from this this drine who just obliterates nothing, there will be no one there to tell your story. There will be there will be no stout gut. There will be no one there who would even care because there will be nothing if i become so, nothing this though i'm not even a memory that is dying is one thing i am willing to die on the field of battle but to to become nothing that is terrifying well two options we don't fight and you become nothing you're a your very existence your memory and all of our memories and i gesture to everyone becomes nothing our lives are void and meaningless and that's it we we blow out like a plume of smoke that never existed or the other option is we fight and we may die but if we do die there will be a world left behind that remembers us hmm. i don't know <laughs> I just don't know how I feel about it. The uh, scale guards stand up and say, we are willing to fight to become nothingness if it means saving the the, uh, the people that remain. The schisms, kind of, they look kind of look at him like, 
Oh, yes. So noble, the skill guard. I say we protect the... the uh, looks like a leading officer in the schism says, I say we protect those that remain. We double down our forces. What's out there is lost, but we can build anew here. They kind of stand up. We are strong. We have Gligar on our side. He shall protect us. Yes, even from Dryan. The dragons are powerful. I believe that they they could save us. Then go send them to do that. The 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 uh the scale guard is like that is utter foolishness. You are cowardly and you know it. You blindly serve the dragons more than you. We see that you take all the scant food we have and feed it to the dragon. And the other scale guard says, He requires food to protect us. Being a dragon requires an immense amount of energy, and we are just about to serve him, and he protects everyone else. Has there any been any attacks from wild beasts or those those barbaric outsiders outside the village since he he came here? And they, they just kind of go back and forth, and Morkal kind of looks like he should be stopping this, but he kind of, like, doesn't. Show the scale of Grigor to uh, this dragon that has all this power to Dryn, please, next to the dwarf. It's uh, it's about the size of his. Uh, it goes up to halfway up his leg. Dragon's that big? It's an adult dragon. I don't know. Dryn's about two hundred feet tall. Mhm. Mm the dragon's about forty feet long. So. Okay, that wouldn't be very happy. All right, so Brad puts her hands behind her head. I'm like, okay, so if you think you're uh, not 200, 500 feet, so it's the size of its foot. I'm bad at distances. It's it's small comparatively. Okay, uh, yeah. it's a dragon puppy. Yeah. Dragon puppy. So, all right, so I pull up that that hologram for Elian. I'm like, okay, so you know what? Let's yeah, let's do it. I like I agree with my total friend. Let's send Grigor. He seems since he's such a great protector, send him to fight Drine. That's not part of his mission. He is protecting those that remain. We okay. shall establish a new glorious empire in this valley. Wait, I thought he was eating those people who remained, but I thought that was just me. Well, Colossus, we don't know what you're talking about. This is not a place of accusations and trials. This is a place of diplomatic intercession the uh regal looking goblin that came in with its 20 goblin consorts says i think is there anything shiny to gain from fighting and all the other goblins go Ooh. yeah like the world is empty so like it's yours for the taking i like that idea right there it kind of gives you, like, a knowing nod. Yeah, I'm like, you could rule and reclaim I already place. rule! I am the big wampa! Okay. <laughs> okay, um, well? The lesser goblins serve the big wampa now. Big wampa has everything he's ever wanted. Why should we fight? You want shiny things and rare, valuable things. None of those will exist if there is no world. Uh, that 
does make sense. And, I don't know, based, based on my adventuring, you, I, I take out, if you still like gold, we can pay you in gold. But if I, you uh, Yes, bring the gold over here, please. I want to taste it and my delicious teeth. Okay, I'll start with a meager sum, because... We, we don't have your fealty yet, but this is just a taste of what we have. And I, I give him, like, 1,500 gold pieces. Goober approves! Uh, Goober? I mean, Big Wampa! Is, okay, is this Goblin Giant and or just... Goober size. It's goober size. He's just adorned in royal regalia. A big, big skull on his head. It's been a crazy couple weeks for him. Okay, I give him the gold. I'm like, it's, it's good to see you again, Goober. Oh, I don't know who Goober is. I am Big Wampa. The goblin's kind of talking about this. You're not Big Wampa. Yes, I'm Big Wampa. I, I slipped the tongue. It's good to see. The all-powerful Big Wampa again. No, the biggest Wampa is all-powerful. I do not claim to be that. I just claim to be the Big Wampa. Mm. Mm. Oh, oh, okay, Big Wampa. Um, here, here's your gold. Thank you. I shall go to the our empire. Okay, so you'll fight for us? Um, we'll think about it. Yeah, fair enough. Alright. Um, let's see here. We do need a plan. Is this a plan-making session? So, uh, Morclaw, if, if you say that the dragons who speaks? need to be fed... I recognize that voice. Who speaks? It is I, Lugran. Who? <laughs> Lugran the Magnificent. Where did you get that armor? Did you find it off a dead body, I assume? No, this is how I look like. That armor belonged to a very... Take that armor off. Ah, oh, this armor. Yes, it glows. No, the insignia on it. It represents... It represents... This is a place of peace and debate, as you said. Stripping people of their armor is, is purely not in the, the contract. But that armor right there, it is unacceptable. Well, then, you and all the, your the the, your the the the, uh, the skill guards, like, please, we're just curious. What happened to that armor? We knew it belonged to someone, someone that we admired very much. How did you get it? Word in the street was that whoever originally owned that armor fell. Yes. I fell a very long way. In fact, you could say I fell to the depths of the earth. But how is it returned? Or, I mean, um, Big Wampa. Big guy. Big Wampa. <laughs> Tell the story. Ha <laughs> ha. 
Big Wampa gets guidance if he has to make any kind of roll for this. Okay, so Big Wampa nods his head and says, "There's like the all the uh, uh, goblins drumming behind him for ambiance." Hold on, I need. Twas when the earth split open, and the great devourers from the deep came to take away our precious shiny things and our beloved I, I don't know what else besides that is great but I knew this shiny very shiny individual and others fell they fell quickly to the magnificent beast searing blade but no not him! Not this warrior. Warrior proud, adorned in light, gritted his teeth, and brought the beast down. It was only killed on a technicality. <laughs> I would have tried to help him, but I was busy saving other people. I am your big wampa, my fellowers, but this... He is a bigger Wampa, indeed. Yes, it is true. And as I, I pull off my mask, <laughs> it is I, Nargle, not Lugrand. <laughs> I am the slayer of a Balor in single combat. Everyone looks like amazed at first, but then they look very confused. Morclaw says, "So wait." <laughs> the the half of the place is definitely clapping. The schism guards kind of uh, look like they're not clapping, and. Do you say anything? Do you, what is your? What is your? You have the floor, Nargle. Um, Morclaw, you spread these lies about our need or the power of the dragons, but you forget there's more than one dragon still alive, more than one dragon that you're not beating, and it's that one dragon, Lady Tal, who's not destroying us all, even though you have better. What argument then do you have for your own green dragon that does not also apply opposite to Lady Talon? Why has she not destroyed us for not worshipping her? She is a silly old creature. Not worthy of the magnificence. She's not a royal lineage. She was adopted. And yet she is a dragon. Yes. You worship dragons. I do. She had her spot, but I don't worship dragons. I worship the dragons I serve. I, don't, I serve them because that is what we are meant to do. We are always meant to to serve. That armor you wear right there, that is an abomination. It is blasphemy. Endorsed by Lady Talon. It makes you able to believe you can become a dragon. As great as the dragons. They are the greatest and we serve them. And if it weren't for such troubled times, I'd strike you down where you stood. 
show how weak you are. How weak your father was. He went down without even a fight. What happens when you stab people in the back? When you were their friends? Oh. He believed as you did. He believed he'd become as great as the dragons. None can. Gligor is emperor and we shall serve him. To the bitter end. Gligor does not want to approach Drine, so we do not want to approach Drine. We stay here and we thrive. We survive. So he is afraid. He protects us all. Even the prisoner that you took earlier today. He did his wrongdoing and received his summation. Into the belly of the beast. Was it even satisfying for the dragon? Just so you it just dissolved into mist as soon as he ate him. No, no, he's not doing that. The schism guards kind of talk amongst themselves, kind of like they, they've seen the dragon devour anyone that's been convicted of any small wrongdoing. They kind of like are kind of unsure of what they've been fighting for. Gligor Guards. is our emperor. There he is, is all powerful. Way. It does not matter that you followed Gligor till now, but there is still hope for this world yet. We all must follow Lady Talon in the tent. Fight back. Lady this Talon beast. went to appeal to the the barbaric ancient dragons way up north, and she has not returned and. In a, in a fortnight, she is lost, likely devoured by those those ridiculous creatures far up north. No word or sign has been heard from her. In her absence, Gligor has returned, and we serve him faithfully. He kind of bangs his gavel. Well, that concludes the meeting for now. I. It just storms off. Kind of the. Uh, a couple of he like walks out a good portion of it but like 20 kind of schism guards kind of look around and kind of stay and they kind of kneel before you they're like we were wrong in our loyalties before Nargul have your oaths we revoke our oaths of the schism and we renew our vows of the scale guard the other scale guard kind of come and they lift their swords above you and kind of like a salute welcome back brothers so you say we fight? Aye, we fight. Okay. And the the dwarves and the elves and the goblins all kind of cheer along with everyone else. And uh, more claw storms at the tent and the schism guards out of the tent. Uh, I think we're gonna end it there, guys. I think that's a that's a good place to to have it all kind of capitulate. Uh, and yeah, that was good. Uh, when do we see each other? Again.